Hey guys, thank you for listening to this brand new episode. We talk about a ton of things, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Balls Deep Review. So, you know, we go into full spoilers onto that. So if you haven't seen it yet, pause the episode, go check it out and come back and listen to it after. Uh, We also talk about Twitter imploding and our usual BS as well. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the episode. going good good how are you i always ask how's it going man like anybody i see is like hey how's it going hey how's it going and then i don't care like what the person says it's just like a way to kind of like you know talk or just kind of like so, so there's not silence i remember this one time though um we were in you know at my wife's uh parents place and she's like hey you know the pizza's ready can you go pick it up i was like yeah sure and she's like hey remember to get ranch I was like, all right, sure. I go there and, you know, how's it going to the guy working at the pizza place? And he's like, not good. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? And he's like, not good. I was like, like, what's the matter, pizza guy? He's like, my uncle died. I was like, oh, shit. And I look, he's like teary-eyed and stuff. He's this young, like, kid, maybe like 18, 19. He's a big guy. He looks like, you know, his parents own a pizza place. Like, you know, he's a big, big kid. He's like, my uncle died. My dad's a mess. And like, you know, he's just been crying and he was such a good guy that, you know, my uncle that died. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, just be strong, man. You know, be there for your dad. And, uh, you know, like, I'm I'm sorry for your loss. And then he's like handing me the pizza and he hands me the pizza. I have the pizza boxes. And then he's like, you know, like, thank you. You know, thank you. Like, my uncle's a good man. Thank you for like listening and talking to me and stuff like that and i was like i gotta ask for fucking ranch like how do i ask for ranch like you know i can't ask for ranch now and then he like handed it to me like shook my hand and was like you know like bye and i was like all right and i got home you know i gave the pizzas and my wife's like where's the ranch and i was like the guy's uncle just died you know so that doesn't mean they don't have ranch. I, I can't come, ask the guy I, for I ranch. Would've, I would have cut him off right away. Like, as soon as he would have said, my uncle died, I would have said, yeah, that's cool, but I want ranch. <laughs> like, can, can we get some... Just, I, life goes on, bro. Circle of life. Have you not seen the fucking Lion King, you know? Like, I get it, but extra ranch and some jalapenos and you know, <laughs> condolences to your family. Like... <laughs> <laughs> condolences to your family. Yeah. Is is asking for ranch gonna is not asking Kill his for uncle gonna more? ranch gonna bring his <laughs> uncle back? I don't think so. It was just awkward. I froze. I didn't you know like I would have still asked for the ranch. Yeah. I'm just saying I would have been like that's, hey, a, that's the difference between the two of us. Yeah. Life, life goes on, life circle of life, bro. Circle of life. Your uncle would have wanted me to have this ranch. (laughs) (laughs) He was a good man. He knew. Yeah. You 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 eat your pizza with ranch. So supposedly you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. According to fucking New Yorkers, and according to actual like pizza aficionados. If the pizza's good enough, you're not supposed to have ranch on it. Fuck you guys. I want mm-hmm. ranch on my pizza. Well, dog. I think it's like the different types of pizza, right? Like the pizza that we're used to is kind of like Indian style pizza. There's a bunch of veggies on it, a bunch of cheese. Garlic. Exactly. For no reason. <laughs> like, what does this fucking pizza taste like sabji, bro? Like, I just wanted to fucking. Like, the whole get point it, of getting a pizza is for it not to fucking taste like. Indian shit. Have you had like samosa pizza? That's a thing. Yeah, there's samosa pizza. There's paneer pizza. How the fuck do you make samosa pizza? It's just you like smash up a samosa and put it on pizza. Yeah, there's butter chicken pizza. And um, okay, butter chicken pizza I get. Yeah, butter chicken pizza sounds good. I could fuck with butter chicken. Uh, Where I drew the line was sog pizza. It's like, bro, I don't want to eat sog by itself, let alone on top of a fucking pizza. Yeah. Butter chicken. My thing subs. is, it, if I ever, subs. 
Yeah, butter chicken subs. If I ever had a food truck, you guys could steal this idea. What I would do is make we little ten percent commission. Yeah, we. I would have a tandoor like in the back, and I would make you know like how the street taco tacos are tiny. I would make nans like this size, and they would be like thin. Like you know, um, I would put butter chicken like the chicken on it. Put a little drizzle of the gravy. Put on some red onion, a little bit of cilantro, butter chicken street tacos. Damn. Like if I didn't like like that's what I like. I'd be so happy if I had like a food truck and I was just serving people butter chicken tacos all day. You know. Damn, that actually sounds delicious. Get some I ranch can go on for the one side of those right now. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There, there's a lot going on. The the world is just fucking imploding. Like, it's is like, it the world or is it just like social media? Like, what are you referring yeah. to? Are you talking about Twitter or like the potential World War Three? There's a lot going on to cover in a week. <laughs> like, there's like a, a fucking Russia dropping fucking missiles in Poland. Mm-hmm. Pentagon speaking about that. And then I like how like the attention span of the world is like it shifted like nobody gave a fuck about that to then they were like, but Twitter. Yeah. Monday I was literally like thinking like if if I don't want to live in a nuclear holocaust, like it'd be so hard to survive. And I was like, you know, maybe I just get like a direct hit and it ends. But like I was legit like early Look, part I'm- of the week. Yeah, go. Early part of the week, like after the whole thing happened, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like it's it. That's it. Like World War Three is gonna happen now. Like we're and then all come gonna Thursday. Die. It's like tw- Ticketmaster and Twitter going down. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did Ticketmaster do? Oh, Taylor Swift. She's launched. She she launched her tour. Like her, she's going on a tour now, and it was crazy. Ticketmaster was crashing. People were waiting on there for hours to get tickets. And then, like, it's like it, like you know, people got access, but then it crashed. And then, when people were able to get back onto t- Ticketmaster, the ticket prices were like three, four, five times the the fucking price of like how much she was selling them for. Because apparently, how much she was selling them from originally, like when the tour date went started, like the tickets weren't too crazy. But then, like you know, like the resellers, they bought them all, bought up all the tickets, and then they hiked up the prices two, three times, four times, and then that's what they listed them, the prices as. And there, there, I saw some where Ticketmaster actually said, like, "Hey, we're no longer going to be selling her tickets because some tickets were going for like ninety thousand dollars for a Taylor Swift concert." What an era! Yeah, is she the? Is she the? Who do you think is bigger, Taylor Swift or Beyonce? I ain't listening either. Taylor Swift is good, man. You don't fuck with I don't T-Swift. I don't fuck with T Swift. I'm a married man. I am too. That like that's a, I, don't I don't listen to fuck with any women. <laughs> Not even my wife. <laughs> like what? <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking No. Um, um, my, my my wife and sister are going to be going to watch uh, Taylor Swift because that was like why I know so much about this is because like literally it was all like unfolding in front of me. Like, I've been on the queue for three hours. I, what the hell? I've been trying to get tickets all day. And then like eventually they were able to get some. But the Twitter thing is crazy. I could give a fuck about Twitter. If any of the social media were to go down, number one, take Twitter. Like Twitter, like Twitter's like the fucking news. Like nine out of ten things you're going to see on there is like fucked up really bad things that you that you really even shouldn't even be exposed to or see like you know like it's too much oh twitter is a cesspool it is and then you see like one good thing where it's like a positive thing it's like hey like you know this kid who has cancer scored a touchdown you know and then like ah or this soldier came back home and surprised his family so twitter is like give everybody a voice and then it's like a part of me is like should everybody have a voice? Not everybody, bro. Like, should everybody really have a voice? Because some people are like, you know, I'm not being judgmental, but like, I'm gonna be a judgmental. Like, yeah. Should some should some of these idiots have a voice? Do they should they get a platform to spew their fucking stupid like, ass views that make no fucking sense? 
What's the whole What's the whole Twitter thing that's happening? Obviously, Elon bought it for forty four billion, and then Andrew Tate's like, back on. Andrew Tate's and, Andrew Tate's back on. They're doing a poll to like unblock Donald Trump. <laughs> so get this: he bought it. He like walked in, immediately fired a bunch of people, except for and, Ligma. Jo- no, he fired Ligma Johnson, and then he rehired Ligma Johnson. I, and then it's. It's like he looked around and was like, well, we don't need these people. We don't need this. We don't need... Like, he's a businessman, right? He's a business... People, like, give him, like, oh, my God, he's this genius. He's this visionary. At the end of the day, I think he's a businessman. Because, you know, like, he really knows how to hype up his shit. And I don't think he's... I don't think he's a genius. I don't think he's a visionary. He's just a fucking guy who's good at doing business. And I think he has Asperger's or something. He does. And then... So, the have you have you ever seen all That's those impressive. TikToks? To do that? Well, well like, that? Asperger's doesn't, like, handicap you or something. It's just, like, a social, like, like that's why he's kind of weird when he talks and stuff. Is he weird when he talks? I feel like he gets his point across. I think, well, I don't know anything about Asperger's, all, other than that it sounds kind of funny. But um, I think it's, like, a big, like, kind of, like, it doesn't, like... <laughs> it sounds like, like Asperger's. Exactly. So it's just, like a like, a social... Like how you socialize with people, like that's a terrible thing to say. What I just said, mm-hmm. but did you ever see those videos on TikTok or like the TikToks? I sound like an old person. Did you see those videos on TikTok? No, did you see the TikToks of like people that work at Twitter or even people that work at Google? They they that that always rubbed me the wrong way. It was always these people in their early to like mid twenties. Hey, welcome to uh the life. This is a life of. Uh, somebody that you know works at Twitter. I wake up in the morning. I journal. Then I do my stretching, and then I go take the shuttle to work because the shuttles are free. I take the shuttle to work. I get uh my more. I get morning coffee. I get breakfast. Then I have a meeting, and then I go up to this Harry Potter themed room, or I go up to this roof, and then I get some lunch. All of it's free. I get some lunch, and then after lunch, I go hang out with my friends, or we have a yoga room. I'll go in the yoga room. We have a nap room, so then I'll go in the nap room, and then check out these views, and then I get some wine on tap. That's a big thing with Twitter. They have wine on tap. Twitter has wine on fucking tap. They did. And um, And then I'll take the shuttle back home, and that's my day. And then people would always be like, when the fuck are you working? Like, and these people make like two, two $300,000 a year doing, and then they're like just bragging about it online. Like, Hey, this is how little work I do. Look at me. And it's like, you're snitching on yourself. You're snitching on yourself. And they so get that, wine that on tap, they get wine on tap. Their meals are free. They got shuttles that are covered, um, which the shuttles being covered. The whole thing of that is it allows you to work some more. So you have a bus that has Wi-Fi, so you don't have to drive to work and drive back. The thought process is, so hey, you could just work while you're commuting. You know, It kind of frees you up more. And a lot of these jobs are task-based. Like, hey, you have this task. You have, you know, like as long as the task gets done, you're good. So that's that was always the big argument with these people. Like, hey, you know, like it's not a nine to five where it's, I just have to get this done. Like that's all, that's all it is. But again, the blatant like amount of, just fucking pampering that was being done and you know like and also how highly they were paid elon musk is a fucking businessman elon musk was sleeping in the tesla factory when they were rolling out the teslas so this motherfucker walked in there and saw all of this and was like oh we gotta stop all of this this is why we're not making any money we're overstaffed they they were supposedly spending four hundred dollars a day on each employee for food. Four hundred dollars. So they were spending thirteen million dollars a year just on food for their employees. Like, isn't that crazy? That's insane. Just if you had a job like that, where it was very laxed. Would you be bragging about it on social media, or would no, you be like, "I would tell nobody"? I would tell nobody. I the wouldn't even tell my own family. The evil eye. I would come home and be like, "Honey, I worked so hard today." 
Mm-mm. Just fucked up off the wine on tap. <laughs> Come home and just like, what's going on? I worked so fucking. I fought with a shuttle driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like this was the thing. You know, in Silicon Valley, that that this has been. It was kind of started by Google. Because originally with the tech startups and stuff, you were working crazy amount of hours, right? But Google kind of started, hey, it's fun to work here. Uh, Food is free for our employees. I've been to the Google cafeteria. They have like 30 different types of fucking just lunch, you know? So during, during, oh, you get free haircuts. We have nap pods. And then it's just kind of getting further and further. And then these bastards are just like fucking showing it off. And look, Twitter fired so many people. I think... Facebook just laid off like 11,000 people. It's like, bro, again, when you're like a business like oriented person, you're going to walk in and see like, hey, we're not making any money. And at the same time, we're doing all of this. So that's been the thing about Twitter. I think last night people were like, oh, like Twitter employees are all resigning. Twitter might go down. Good riddance to Twitter, dude. How Twitter does it go down? Pretty tired of Twitter. Why do we have like four platforms that do the same thing? Right? Like, how distracted do they have you guys? Like, yeah, I get it. Your story fucking disappears on Snapchat. Right? But like, do we honestly need Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? And TikTok. And TikTok. Instagram. Fucking did you Instagram. Say Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think it. Like, are we just that fucking distracted? You could literally do. All of the shit on one of these platforms. Not even like, nah, all the old people. If you're old, you have a Facebook. Mm. Oh, Insta this. Twitter, like, why? You're just fucking talking to yourself on Twitter. Talk to yourself on Instagram, you fucking narcissistic assholes. Like, nobody gives a fuck about your tweets. Yeah, tweet something out, bro. You'll get a few likes, but like, does anybody, unless you're a celebrity, really give a fuck about your tweets? No. Nobody gives a fuck about our tweets. I'm just being honest with you guys right now. Like, nobody... Like, I'm I'm just saying, like, why do we have, like, four different platforms that do virtually the same thing? Which one's your favorite? Honestly, I do hate them all, but I'd probably say Instagram's my favorite. TikTok's my favorite. Yeah. Just entertaining. But yeah, Twitter, I, I, I agree with you. And then you see these people on Twitter. Oh my God, my tweet's going viral today. I said something clever. So, I don't know, man. Again, good riddance to Twitter if it goes down. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know what the fucking thing is? Do you, do you see some of those people that you follow? You follow all the same fucking people on all the platforms, right? Yeah, and it's the same content. Like, yeah. spread a pro. Once again, all same fucking uh, okay, we're going to put this on Facebook. We're going to put this on Instagram Reels. We're going to put this on YouTube Shorts. So it's like, what? Just follow somebody on one fucking thing. Like, why do you need to do this? Bro, I'll be like sitting there on my phone. I like open up Twitter. Then I'll like, oh, let me go look at my Snapchat. Okay, there's nothing going on on Snapchat. And then I end up back on Twitter. Then I go on TikTok. I don't have an Instagram anymore. So that's been at least like one less evil. But even the Instagram was like, I liked Instagram. It's like photography and stuff. But I hear like, you remember you were telling me that even that's not as like good. No, that's not what it's used for anymore. It's used for like a bunch of marketing ads. Everybody, how they become millionaires. You know, a bunch of You know how you become a millionaire? Yeah, work. Nobody wants to say that. Yeah, I, oh no, but you can't tell that dream. Oh man. Um Wakanda forever. <laughs> this was like, yeah, this is gonna 19 minutes of an opener. We're gonna have to fucking we're gonna have to drop some of this down. We'll figure out what to cut out. So Wakanda Forever Balls Deep review. And you know what I did notice? Why Never we didn't make... stop that, huh? No, that's our thing. Um, that's just how we. That's our spoiler-filled discussion. But you know, I, I noticed something. I think people don't watch these movies like right away, like we do, because like when we make these kind of review podcasts, like the the listens kind of trickle in. Like I think like you know, especially if it's like a spoiler podcast, 
people come to it like after they've seen the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, hope you enjoyed the open, you know, subscribe and come listen to the rest of this fucking uh, episode after you've seen the movie. But Wakanda Forever, dude, Marvel's last movie of the year, the last movie of phase four. Now, you know, we we've kind of talked um whenever any of these phase four movies or shows come out where what's happening with phase four where where are we headed now you know we've kind of finished off that phase but this was one of my more anticipated movies of the year just because everything that went on you know uh with with the tragic passing of chadwick boseman which which uh you know they were getting ready to shoot the movie they were getting they they had the script they were getting ready to shoot and then he tragically passed and they had to kind of go back and completely rewrite the movie and you know we were all wondering everybody was wondering like where how were they going how they were going to do this and what was going to happen would we get a new black panther just do you remember the the discussions that initially started to happen the initial thing came out as like you can never replace Chadwick Boseman, you know, like you can't recast T'Challa, and that's ultimately what Marvel came out and said that like, hey, we're not going to recast him. He's always going to be, you know, our Black Panther. He's always going to be T'Challa, and we're going to try to move forward. What 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 are your what were your thoughts when all of that stuff was happening? Honestly, um, there was a lot going on at that time. There was like two, three different things that I wanted to happen. And I thought, hey, we can do a total recasting, right? You know, the film. Or, and that would have been hard. And I get, I get it. Um, then what a lot of other people said was Shuri. Shuri was like the next option and the option they went with. But what I thought about a little bit in my head was, hey, we can also do um, Michael B. Jordan's character, bring him back, you know? But you really couldn't bring him back the way he left. So it was kind of hard. It was like you, you're you're kind of backed into a corner. So those were the three options I was thinking. I was like, you either recast, pass the mantle to Shuri, or somehow bring back Michael B. Jordan. But you, Michael B. Jordan's like, death was off screen, kind of, but not really. Recasting would have been hard. So I think what Ryan Coogler had to work with here was kind of like the hardest thing to work with. As a director, imagine like your shit's written, you know, as a creative person, like if you think doing a podcast or something like this is creative, right? Which I think it is personally, um, you know, biased opinion. Imagine how creative it is to write a script and direct some shit. So imagine you have everything written out and you have a story to go. Then boom. You get hit with not just like, it's not like the actor's leaving. Your main actor just passed away from cancer. Yeah. So now you have to rework the script, redo everything while dealing with the loss. And they dealt with the loss in a perfect way. Yeah. So if you, if you look at this film, these aren't people that are just actors and characters reacting to the loss of T'Challa. These are human beings reacting to the loss of Chadwick Boseman. You know what I mean? They're not the characters in the film that when you go and watch this, reacting to the loss of a character. These are people reacting to the loss of a wonderful human being. You know? Their friend. Their friend. Their co-worker. Like... You know, like, so if you, Ryan Coogler hats off, had a big job. So I think he filled it to the best, like, 
it was going to be hard. Like anybody can yeah, say, it's, what did it's, you want to happen? It, it's the Marvel machine. It's going to keep moving forward. They're not going to just stop making Black Panther movies now. And I think that was their kind of way of saying like, hey, you know, we're not going to recast him, which I remember that was a sentiment when, boom, right when he passed, that was the sentiment. Everybody said, hey, we can't ever recast this guy. And then now as the movie's been coming out closer, I remember the, the sentiment over the past, you know, recent, on social media has been, they should have just recasted him. They should have just, that would have been the paying the ultimate respect to him. If they continued the character, they should have recasted him, which I think is kind of BS dude. Hindsight's 2020 dude. Uh, movies take years to make. So there were working with and going off of when it first happened. That was everybody's kind of sentiment that like, you can't recast them, dude. It was even, it was even fucked up to think about the movie at that time because this dude just passed this awesome guy by all accords, you know, this up and coming star, dude, just he was just entering the prime of his fucking career and, you know, tragically. Um, so it was definitely a tough, tough thing to navigate with. And I agree with you, dude. I think they did it perfectly. Um, and, you know, I remember we've had these talks before me and you have. It's like, oh, man, like, are they really going to make Shuri Black Panther? I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like she doesn't she's skinny. She doesn't look the part. I know that's been like the big, you know, kind of talking points. But let's just fucking get into it, dude. Um, the the emotion this movie fucking starts out with. It's just like, was your theater like so silent you could hear a pin drop like when the opening credits were coming coming on? Oh, yeah. And, and and they did that perfect homage with the Black Panther credits, mm-hmm. the funeral oh. processions. One thing that everybody's been bringing up, funeral wise, um, none of the Avengers were there. Yeah, I saw some. I saw some. Some people mentioning like, oh, Bucky and Falcon should have been there. Bucky and Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at least Bucky. Put- it was yeah. kind of weird, but they handled that. Dude, that scene was goosebumps, and like mm. my wife was like teary eyed. That was like a very nice send off, you know. One mm. of the other send offs we've seen with like a posthumous scene, like this is, you know, you see the um, in in the Fast and Furious series uh-huh. with Paul Walker. Uh-huh. It was it was kind of like that. It was kind of like you know, it, it was a tear jerking moment. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to hit it on the nose like that. I, I thought they were handling it straight off. Like, yeah, his counter, it, it, his jump, just jumps right into it. Illness and yeah. And then, yeah, they, they just say, hey, the illness took him. Uh, he passed away from this illness. And, you know, they kind of leave it at that. They don't get too much into it. But the whole mm-hmm. movie, he is like a presence in there because they're dealing with his grief. And you see Shuri, like if you think about it, like Shuri, dude, like she goes from a co-star, a supporting role, to now you're the main character. And, um, how, how, like, how, handling that. Like, um, and she is going through and learning to mourn and, you know, working with her grief. And, you know, like, that's kind of a tough thing. Because, you know, like, the elders, they say, like, oh, you know, they're still with us. You know, we're spiritual and stuff like that. But she's a scientist. She has that science mind where it's really just, like, reality and stuff and you know so she's struggling with that grieving but also being like ultra realistic you know with her because she's a scientist and she says that to her mom too like you didn't really feel him that was just the wind blah 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 um and uh you know you see her journey uh kind of throughout and fucking um um his or her mom dude and the performance Bassett yeah gave the best performance ever I would say, like, it was Oscar-worthy performance. Like, when she's on, like, she commands it. There's a few different scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just... It's kind of weird because I've been trying to see both sides of it. And then there's, like, you know, I don't usually watch review videos. Now, I there's a lot of people that hate on this film now. There's a lot and of people that hate it, on the MCU now. <laughs> Yeah, well, dude, we've been talking about this. Um, And a lot of these people that do do this, they do it to get clicks. And they do it to make a monetary gain. You know, they're they're 
I, I haven't watched any of those videos, but I saw like screenshots of them like MCU or, oh, it's woke and it's not doing good. And this movie bombed because it was too woke. What is woke about this movie? What does woke even mean? Like, so the complaints I've seen, like I'm trying to present both sides are like, there's not enough men in Wakanda or men in the movie. It's female driven. Oh, um, th- this one guy that gets like, what nerd nerdgasm nerd erotic i don't know what the fuck his name is like fucking weird ass like dude like fucking he's just angry at the fucking world about like some weird shit like the men kneeled in front of the women and then like he was mad about representation because they said representation so many times he was mad that there was too much representation or his yeah. he wasn't represented in that. He enough. was mad that there wasn't enough white people and white men. And in Black this Panther. Film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of weird. You know. Ex felon, ex meth head, so kinda kinda just like But they get clicks, man, and that's why they do it. They like and I, I, I even tweeted about this and um because I again I saw a screenshot and there's been people talking about like yo like who the fuck are these people making these videos and they get like hundreds of thousands of views and my thing is bro at the end of the day they're movies you know these people they profit off of further dividing fandoms spreading hate and you know they're they're profiting off of that they're getting views they're getting money for that and people need to recognize that. Like, dude, they're spewing a bunch of hate and spreading hate and, s- like, splitting up fandoms and f- continuing to divide them. Like, hey, you know, like, you should argue, blah, 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 blah. Here's just thing, because argue, for their argue, own monetary Argue game. it with, like, hey, there's things, right, plot-wise, this film. I get it. Yeah. I get it. There's, like, an emotional derivative, right, to this film. There's plot stuff that I can say, too. But you don't have to just say this is because Disney's woke. Like, this isn't... Why are we bringing, like, fucking... Like, that nerd guy that I'm talking about. I don't even know his fucking channel's name. I don't want to mention it. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to, like, drive him views. Um, we're bringing politics into films. Yeah. They're like, it's right. Their arguments, like, well, they're doing it. Yeah. The, the, their arguments are, like, Disney's doing it because they're having more gay characters they're having more racially they're they're uh, they're race swapping characters that's their arguments like that that's what they call woke if if you're if you're having main characters that are females or you know women and you're if you have a comic book character that's white but now you're making him latino mexican or black that's woke in their eyes no, but it's like, then, no, that's stupid. Don't, like, no more could have been any race, right? You you have to just get the plot right. There's plot stuff that I'm going to say didn't work for me. There's a lot of stuff that didn't, like, for me, you know, a few days removed from the, like, nostalgia and the sadness and everything. There's some stuff to me that didn't really work. Um, Bilbo Baggins didn't work in this film. We didn't need him in here, really, like the fuck was his whole like that could have been like a whole shaved off like i don't give a fuck about julia dreyfus this character like she didn't need to be in here nobody really gives a fuck about thunderbolts like you that that's them trying to connect and set up for the future martin shorts uh, or martin the martin freeman his character yeah you're 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 100 right what was his purpose in this in the movie to just tell them about riri williams or who she is where she is right Mm mm-hmm and there's a lot of plot points like so the cia has a vibranium finding machine you really think they didn't copy the somatics for it so now you just want the one person who made the machine no i'm pretty sure the somatics have been followed like you know there's other stuff in here like really williams that you can just say she was in here just to set up iron heart you know um but then again like if you start nitpicking then you nitpick the whole film you know, but there, there, there's definitely plot holes, like, in the film that you see. Yeah. But, like, it, it, there's it, certain things work. Like, the first scene when they're doing, um, you have the siren call. 
people jumping off the ship when I, I was like, damn, this is badass. Like, this is like, you don't fuck with these, you know, yeah, one of the Atlanteans, whatever the fuck they are. Talocan. They can't yeah. say Atlanteans. And, and I'm, then, I, I like, I like the, I like the fucking, um, direction they went with, you know, it made it much more interesting, gave mm-hmm. the character a much better backstory and just, but I'm saying it like, say that, say that about the plot. Like you don't have to get, you don't have to say this is this cause of that cause of plot. No, yeah. it's, it's hard. Like I said, Ryan Coogler had a hard, he had something written up, which is probably totally different. He had to shift everything and he did a good job of it. There's stuff that could have been cut off, right? Mm-hmm. My main, but you know, and I don't, I don't even been... think some of that. I don't even think some of that stuff is really like, it, it's, it's, you know, when when Marvel gives you these movies and stuff to the directors, they don't really tell them what to do and how. They just say X, Y, and Z kind of has to be in this, so it helps mm-hmm. us out for the future. And I think the main kind of complaints or things that we think could have been cut out were X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but like, yeah. as far as like the, the story, you gotta yeah. set up the Thunderbolt. You gotta set up freaking Ironheart. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a few things that, like, m- yeah, definitely think. What did you Martin think about, Fain, uh, Re- what did you think about Riri Williams' character? She was cool. It was the same thing. A lot of things didn't make, like, who did she sell it to? Who who got the vibranium, like, thing? Well, she said she did it as a school project, and then it was kind of just, like, taken. So vibranium is, like, very hard to obtain. She should have, like, she has a sensor, so she has to have like a control point to like, okay, maybe I'm getting too deep into this, but like, you know, you really made it like, come on. It yeah. Like, well, some of the complaints are like, oh, how is she like this much of a genius? It's like, dude, some people are just geniuses. Like, there's really no explanations for that. Yeah, and if you think about it, the original Iron Man suit that was made in this universe is now it's been 15 years so, like, the fact that somebody's now recreating it 15 years after Tony did it, I don't think that's, like, unfathomable. Yeah, and it's not in the superverse, you know, not in this mm-hmm. universe. But that's what it comes, that's what happens, you know. That's that's kind of what happens in comics is what you're going to finally see in the movies now. So, what happens in comics is every comic is divisible by itself because you have 100 years of continuity and 100 years of team-ups. Hundred years of everything, where you—it's so easy. It's called the Superman complex, you know. If anything happens in the DC universe, Batman has like one like fucking bad guy that. Why can't he just call Superman and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you knock out Two Face tonight?" And, like but they—they kind of do it for this, but you can't do that, right? Because they do—they everybody... do do a like they—they uh, they do have an explanation for that in this where. Talokan and Namor are hidden. They're like, don't you fucking tell anybody about us or I'm going to fucking drown each and every one of you. And that's yeah. why they're like, hey, you know, we really can't tell. And this also kind of explains, you know, because the thing would have been like, where the fuck was Namor when Thanos came? It's been like, hey, we've been purposely hiding ourselves because, and then they, they were saying that about Wakanda too. Like before Black Panther, when Wakanda was hidden from the world, we had a good thing going. And if you think about it, what they are setting up is the vibranium wars. You know, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character uh, says it like, "I dream about like the U.S. having vibranium. It's the most valuable metal element on Earth." And as far as all of them know, just one nation has it all. And you know that's why they kind of show where the other. Nations are kind of trying to attack them now to try to take some of it away, and um, they're fending it off. I get where it gets convoluted. You got to kind of let shit go. It's just a movie. Like Some people are like, well, you know, Vibranium was attainable in the first Captain America. Where did Howard Stark get a whole fucking shield full of Vibranium, you know? Because he does, and he gives it to him. So it's like... Well, we see Claw... Claw sells vibranium over to Ultron. Yeah, but that's like, like vibranium is after. stolen. Yeah. Um. So there's that. To me, there's like a couple of plot points. It's like the fight. Where is all of Wakanda's fucking resources that we saw in Infinity? Like that. This is where mm-hmm. the convolution. 
Like, you saw how many of those shields, the rhinos, the shit that they had. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when they got attacked, it was like, there was we like have, five we have people one airship. in M- Mabaku. <laughs> and one, <laughs> like, where the fuck did all that go? This is the most powerful nation on Earth. And then it was like, at the end, when they do, you know, finally have their re, like, you guys are going to go fight them in the sea with one ship. Like, the sea is their domain. Like, did y'all really think this through? And then they had, you know, they waited the whole Well, that was fucking, a trap. That, they waited the to whole be fair. Move, they waited the whole movie to give Okoye, like, her fucking Predator slash Sonic suit that she had on. Terrible fucking suit, by the way. Like, yeah. Even the that Iron was Man an... suit was not good. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Heart. I didn't like the Iron Heart. It looked way too much like a Power Ranger. Yeah, even though, like Okoye, I told you it was like a Sonic, the Hedgehog like slash Predator suit. Like it was weird. Um, even the other, even the other character that she has with her, who like sister, come fight with me. That's another character that did we really need to make really you know time for? Mm. I'm sure they're using that to kind of set up a future, you know, show as well. But yeah, there there could have been some fat that was trimmed, and you know you know hey dude like this is this is we're having a discussion about a fucking movie. We both enjoyed this movie. We both liked this movie. But there are things that we believe could have been either cut out or things that didn't make sense. Or hey, this is a little bit much of a reach. But we're having a discussion. Are we over here talking about race mm-hmm. and fucking politics? No, man. That's the thing about it. That's the thing about some of these fucking content creators that have these big audiences that continue to spread hate. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it. I don't even pay attention to any of those because it's like, dude, there's no reasoning with this type of person. They're already, you know, like when they're watching this shit, it's like X, Y, and Z. Oh, that were they, their minds already made up. They they walk into these things like not liking them. Geeks and gamers. That's another big channel where it's just really all about divisiveness and it's like really dude you're gonna say this didn't have enough representation for you it's like dude this is a black panther movie you know but there's um let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the positives uh we we did talk a little bit about the positives i think you know we kind of talked about just the emotion of this movie and you know when when a movie affects you emotionally and a movie that you like and the characters are good you could look over some of these plot things so when you're watching it it doesn't really bother you as much just because you're so, you know, invested into it. But, um, Namor, Namor, um, what did you think about his character, his backstory? He's a mutant. I know that made your dick move. Dude, Dude, it's about time. MC's finally starting to fucking do it. They're bringing this in. You had like the little mutant. Technically, I don't know if it's... Yeah, he's the first. He's the oldest mutant, I guess. Um, Captain Marvel's a mutant. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, I think they had to find a way to separate themselves from Atlantis and everything mm-hmm. else. This was a neat way to do it. So, there's no, like... I felt like it was a good little backstory with the vibranium and everything else that they did with the with him and Namor Namor. No, well, he has like four different ways his name's pronounced in the movie. Mm. They try to make him out to be an anti-hero. Kind of. Well, like he was a, the he was the antagonist. Would you say he's a villain? Because that's what people have been saying. Oh, you know, he's one of the best villains in the MCU, but he's not gonna be right. I don't think he's... I, I think he's a villain, but he's not one of the best villains. Because if you look at villain, he's living in the shadow of Michael B. Jordan. Now, that was a good fucking villain. And seeing him again in this film mm-hmm. was a That's pleasant one other thing. surprise. When he showed up, Wh- I was like, yes. It was a pleasant surprise. But like, what was the whole kind of thing of that? You I, know? I, think, I think to my thing is when you take the herb, right? When T'Challa took it, it was like to honor, you know, his ancestors to like, she took it out of hate, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if she wanted sense. like vengeance, it makes sense for her to see that's who she saw. 
I feel like when you take it, it, it amplifies like, you know what I mean? She didn't take it out of love or honor. She took it out of vengeance. So it made yeah. perfect sense for her to see. In the and he kind of hyped her up. Mm-hmm. He hyped her up, right? But yeah, it was mm-hmm. dope seeing him. And then, um, and I'm going back to, um, enamored me. Uh, to me, he, he kind of did feel like a villain to me just because I felt like he wasn't an antagonist to me because I felt like he killed her fucking mother, you know? Yeah. And then, but is this like, going to be, is he going to be like a Loki type in the future, you think? I feel like, because cause at the end, it seems like his intentions still aren't pure. The only reason mm-hmm. he gave a truce was because he was up to death. And then when he got back, he was like, they'll need us again. So I don't see him as like a hero or like an, like to me now, they've just left him as like kind of an antagonist still. That's how I feel about it. Like, no, I, I think that's fair. Like, yeah, because that little that little scene at the end where his cousin's like, you know, I I I, I swore myself to fight next to you, and I never thought you would yield or something. He's like, hey, I like I only did it because the world's gonna go after Wakanda, and then they'll come to us, and then we'll fuck them all up, right? That was kind of his his mm-hmm, intention, like because mm-hmm. his 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 beefs always against the land people, and his thing is like, you know don't fuck with us. And now that, Hey, they're, they're developing technology to detect vibranium. They're pretty much getting to our doorstep. So we got to take them out. And that was his whole thing. Like, let's go fucking take out these land people before they, you know, try to fuck with us some more. What did you think about the whole design? Be taken. Mm -hmm. I feel like they can be taken. I feel like they try to show them strong, but I feel like the world can take. That was one thing that I, I saw another critic, and this is like one of the good critics where they actually critique the movie. He he mentioned that like he after seeing Talokan and stuff, he didn't it didn't seem like it would be believable that Talokan couldn't take out Wakanda. What were your thoughts mm-hmm. when you saw Talokan and everything? That's my thing. I felt like to, I the, I mentioned it earlier. I was like, Wakanda's one of the most powerful nations. Like we've seen that in Infinity Wars, you know. Like you've seen their technology, you've seen everything. I just felt like we didn't even get like that strong of like where was those rhino forces those force field shields like all the weapons the blasters the spear blasters nakea had some kind of sonic weapon that killed one of those people maybe we can just mm-hmm. give everybody else one of those weapons like y- y- you feel me like because because nakia man okoye killed somebody hit somebody with a spear and they recovered nakoya hit him with yeah. that sonic gun and they died so it's like, you know, it was all over the place in terms Lupita of like Peter Nyango, man. That thing was banging. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, so 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 you know that that that's my. It was a good film. You know, it did it served its purpose. Purpose. Um, now that I've had its time to like kind of reflect on it, I think one of the biggest things that people can say. As a Black Panther film, you you do you get very, you get fifteen minutes maybe of screen time with your new Black Panther. But this is exactly what hard... I wanted to lead into. Uh, what did you think about Shuri as Black Panther? Because again, when we, before it came out, and I remember thinking like, oh man, Shuri, really, she's gonna be Black Panther. But w- actually seeing the movie and seeing how they pulled it off and how she looked in it, and I I thought it was cool. What did you think? Same thing. No, I think it was cool. I, I she did a great job. Yeah, and uh, the whole thing about them, you know, again, Michael B. Jordan burned up all the heart shaped herbs, and she was able to kind of take the DNA out of you know f- from from her brother, and then also the bracelet that he gave him, which was made from that plant, and was able to you know remake the heart shaped herb. Riri Williams says something like, oh, "Can I get some of that?" Is this another thing that you would say? Like, why doesn't everybody just take drink this and become super powerful? Or is that still like, hey, there's only one Black Panther? I think it has to be like, there's only one Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. On that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. M'Baku, uh, Winston Duke, he was so good. Um, he had the comedic relief. Um, his character's see, so good, see, dude. What you, just mentioned, what you just mentioned is a MacGuffin. So that's when it becomes to how seriously are we taking this film? So there's a lot of MacGuffins. The MacGuffin 
here is she he gives her the bracelet, which is the perfect thing she needs to make the cure. Another MacGuffin. There's a girl who's never had seen vibranium, one of the rarest fucking materials on earth, and makes some fucking machine to find it. And she can just do that at 19. And she has, like, super, like, you know, she has, like, it makes the film work, but it's, like, when you start nitpicking at shit like this, right? So at some point, like, you've got to be, like, what, where, where does your, like, this is a fucking multiverse with, like, aliens, wizards, a guy, like, who can shoot spider webs out of his fucking wrists, or whatever. Gods. Well, well, gods, you know. So, eh, why are we carrying, why are we holding, like, certain things to a certain degree more, out of everything else in this phase, this is probably, this was, this kind of kept you on edge, this whole film. Kind of did. Mm-hmm. I don't think Multiverse of Madness kept me on edge at any point. Mm-hmm. Right? Thor, Love, and Thunder definitely did. Definitely Thor, Love, and Thunder did not. Like, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk our rankings at the at, at the end. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Big, big things that did happen in the movie. Angela Bassett's character dies. Now, you know, Shuri's still the princess, but at the end of the movie, we see... She's kind of passing that responsibility on to Mbaku. Is is that is that accurate? Mbaku, yeah. Mbaku. Okay. He, and um, yeah. What what's being set up is the Wakanda Wars. Uh, not the Wakanda Wars. Uh, the Vibranium Wars. That's what I think the Thunderbolts is going to be about. I think Captain America: New World Order. They said is going to be about that as well. And um, do you think we get a Namor solo film? I think they've got to redo his character. They've got to figure what out a way to make him from antagonist to like. They did that they, with Loki. Yeah, they could. But that's yeah, it's, it's hard when it. he killed her mom. He's an asshole. Like that's when this ended. I wasn't like I wasn't rooting for this guy. I was like, this guy's an asshole. Like this winged fucking bastard with fucking wings. Fucking on his ankles. On his ankles piece of shit. Like I didn't give a fuck about him. Like with his fucking weird like nose piercing like go fuck yourself no more like like i didn't like this guy like one bit like when this ended i wasn't like this is the guy like no no, but did you see where he was coming from though but did you see like that's what makes a villain um you know that's what makes some of the best villains when you see where they're coming from do they have a motive or are they just being bad for being the sake of being bad like his motive is wanting to protect his people and that's why he's like, hey, we need to kill the one person that's able to make this technology. So let's fucking drown the bitch. Mm-hmm. And then Wakanda's like, hey, we get it. We don't want this type of technology out there either, but we're good. And we don't just kill people. Yeah. So I, I got where he was coming from, but at the same time, right? Like, um, you know, like, there's a quote, I think, uh, that was said, right, in Black Panther. Um, Vengeance has consumed you? No, he said, T'Challa says, the wise build bridges while the foolish build walls. You know? That was Damn, like the whole... That was the whole... And I think Shiri embodies that too, because, you know, if you think about it, with T'Challa... His dad was killed, and he let um, the Winter Soldier Zemo. go. I mean, Zemo. Sorry, go. Yeah. Um, vengeance has consumed you. We saw a callback yeah. to that line as well at the end, yeah. where Shuri says, "Vengeance has consumed." I think us both, or something like that. Yeah. Or we won't so let that's vengeance. A, that, that's a line in Black. You know, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build walls. So. When this ended, I didn't see, and Shuri kind of like it felt the same way. She lets him go because you know, you see Angela Bessa's character and show him who you really are. You know, mm. is Dude, the deltoids so, so are fucking Angela Bessa. So, so to me, it's when this ended. To me, other people might see it differently. Like Namor, to me, was still an asshole when this ended. Like mm. I don't see mm. Namor as a good person or a good like superhero like if that was their intention i felt like 
Michael B. Jordan's character got more sympathy somehow, being a murderous fucking villain than no more did. When this all this ended, I was just like, eh, some fish boy asshole with some fucking mm-hmm. wings on his feet. I think feet. Michael B. Jordan said, your dad was a coward. He would have killed Riri Williams himself. Your brother was too noble, but kind of mm-hmm. like to a fault. And she's like, what are you going to be? And... It, it was it was good. I think with the uh, uh with the Talokan people. Have you ever seen that uh, Pixar movie Luca? Yeah. yeah. Where he, it's like it was kind of the opposite. Where underwater, like you know, in Luca, he's a fish, but when he comes out, he's a human. But for them, it's underwater. They're like human form, but when they come out of the water, they're blue. Hmm. Yeah. So. Um. Any closing thoughts on Wakanda Forever? Closing thoughts for me would be like, it was, to me, I think the way, like, it really comes down to the way they dealt with it. I think it was very hard to approach this project, you know, to lose um, Chadwick Boseman, great actor. They try to do their best with it. And somehow for them to go through all this turmoil and everything, and it still ended up somehow without with all these setbacks, terrible, tragic setbacks. I still felt like this was still one of the best projects from Phase Four. I think it was that, the best. That, yeah, yeah, the best probably, and that says something. Yeah, um, the post-credit scene. There was only one, and that fucking ending with Shuri, you know, burning her funeral gown, mm-hmm. and the post-credit scene, and then you know, just seeing the flashbacks of Chadwick Boseman in there. Um, it, I would put that up there with how Fast and Furious handled, you know, the ending with Paul Walker driving off and the, you know, the song playing. And then in this one, it was Shuri sitting on the beach. We get the flashbacks of Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther and Rihanna song, uh, starts playing. And then we get the post credit scene of his son, you know, uh, she's like, Hey, let cute me, let kid. Me, cute kid. And his name is T'Challa. So I think this is their way of saying, like, we're not going to recast him, but we still have the character of T'Challa. They're going to age him up in the next few movies, probably. We might, you know, because that's what happens in the MCU. Like, you see, uh, you know, Scott Lang's daughter. In the first movie, she's like a fucking child. And then older, older, and now, you know, she's kind of on her own. So I think this way we kind of do get to keep the character of T'Challa and it gets kind of passed on a little bit more gracefully. What did you think about that? No, that was a beautiful way to set up. And then that ending, like you said, there's certain things this film handled. I think it was great. Like my, we've already talked about, you know, what I thought plot wise, but the handling of passing and the torch giving and everything, I thought those things were handled. Ryan Coogler did an amazing job on that. Ryan Coogler is just a fucking amazing director, dude. He's one of the best right now. Mm-hmm. One of the fucking best. Um, okay, let's give our rating for the movie, and we can kind of talk a little bit about um, where we rank this in Phase 4 and kind of sum up Phase 4 as we move on now to Phase 5. What do you rate this movie? You go first. I give it a 9 out of 10. I was gonna, I'm right there with you. I would say I would give this like an 8.5 out of 10. Fair, fair enough. Um, and you know, if you had asked me as I walked out of the theater, oh, it's a ten. But then, as more time went by, thinking about just the extra kind of side characters that weren't really necessary, and then you know, like some of the plot points, like we kind of covered in here, dude, fucking, it was an amazing movie. I really liked it. This is probably the other than no way home, like out of the movies that came out in phase four was like, dude, I do want to go watch it again and see what else I pick up. Um, I really liked, you know, how they pass, pass the mantle on to Shuri, how they told the story, how it kind of let us as the audience, along with the actors and the characters in this movie kind of mourn, uh, you know, and grieve, uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman and black Panther. And, um, uh, you know, just going through with the movie and again, with everything that they had to deal with and at the same time, introducing a whole nother 
big character, a whole nother civilization and telling that story and having a good backstory with that as well uh, and giving that time. Um, I And I like Namor's character um, and I do want to see more. I do agree with you. He is an asshole. He killed the fucking queen. But I think we're definitely going to get more and I think he might be like a Loki-ish type where eventually, you know, they're going to redeem him. That, that's what's probably going to end up happening. And um, again, you know, we're going to get the vibranium wars and everything like that. I didn't necessarily need it like kind of, you know, set up too, too much as they did in this movie, but overall really enjoyed the movie. And like the soundtrack of this one was really good too. That's what's been a good theme of, uh, you know, the Ryan Coogler uh, movies, especially from Black Panther to this one as well. We only got the one uh, post credit scene. I think it would have been a little distasteful if they did another one where it's like, hey, this. I think the original rumor was that it was going to be a Doom uh, post credit scene, but then apparently it got scrapped. Where do you rank this in the Phase 4 movies? Hmm. To me, when I initially saw it, I thought it was the best, right? Mm-hmm. But now, after I've given it some time, I still think to me this is second best. Okay, No Way Home number one. Yeah, to me. So, so for you, No Way Home number one, Wakanda Forever number two. Mm-hmm. What's number three? Number three is. You want me to re- do? You want me to run down the movies just to yeah. refresh, or do you just got refresh it? Refresh me. Refresh me. Okay, Black Widow. Yeah, that's not number three. <laughs> No Way Home, uh, Eternals, um, uh, fucking Thor: Love and Thunder, Multiverse of Madness, and I okay. think this. I, so I think I think I'm gonna go. No Way Home. No Way Home. This. Black, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I missed that one. Yeah, here you go. I'm gonna go Shang Chi number three. Mm-hmm. Number four, I'm probably gonna go. It's tough. Number four, I'll go Multiverse of Madness. You don't sound too confident about that, but okay. Number four, Multiverse of Madness. Number five, I'm going to go Eternals. And number six, Black Widow. Thor, Love, and Thunder? You're not going to get you to rank it. (laughs) Sorry, never mind. Thor, Love, and Thunder, number seven. So, okay, so yours is No Way Home, Wakanda Forever, Shang Chi, uh, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. and then Eternals, mm-hmm. and then is it Black Widow then Love and Thunder or Love and Thunder then Black Widow? Black Widow then Love and Thunder. Wow, you really hated that movie, huh? I did not like Love and Thunder. After like, I saw this, it made me like Love and Thunder less. But um, I agree with you on that. So my ranking would be Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. No Way Home, Shang Chi, Eternals. I really liked Eternals. I know it didn't work for some people. I, I'm a big fan of like the ancient civilizations and stuff, and how they covered Babylon and everything like that. I I, I did I did dig that. Eternals, uh, Multiverse of Madness, Love and Thunder, then Black Widow. So what people have been saying, phase four, it's been the phase of grief. I think I've heard you say that in the past too. This is this movie was all about grief. Mm-hmm. You know, we have maybe except with the exception of like kind of like Shang-Chi, but, um, you know, would you say it was a, because, you know, Spider-Man, he loses May and he's kind of like, he loses his life, really. Mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, I think there's, you know, it's, it's Wanda's loss in that one. Thor Love and Thunder, Jane passes. This is definitely the emo phase, Marvel phases. There's been like a lot of like, but honestly, at, in none of these films was there never like, a, there was never like a Tony Stark moment from Iron Man 1, you know? Like, there's a hero, and you leave out of the, When you leave all of these movies, you leave kind of sad. Yeah. Right? So Marvel's kind of gone in, like, a weird kind of, like, 
Like you don't leave with optimism. When you left Iron Man one, you were even like, if you, yeah, even if you think about the shows, Moon yeah. Knight literally like he has such a big loss that he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. I'd never watched. You know, um, this phase has been kind of yeah, it's up, been yeah. weird on the. It hasn't ended on hope. This mm-hmm. phase has all just kind of been despair. Yeah, so let's kind of see what you know the next phase brings. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I don't know what the next uh, movie's gonna be. But um, it's this movie's been a success, though. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Um, it's so far when we're recording this, it's made four hundred and seven million worldwide. This is just after one weekend. It's going into its second weekend now. It's probably going to be around six, six hundred million, six hundred fifty million, maybe after the second week. It's already made more than Black Adam in, in its entire theatric run. Black Adam made three hundred and fifty-three million. This movie's made four hundred and seven so far. The Rock even like made a video about it. He's like, "We got our ass kicked, but hey." the business is good and um this made this movie made me like black adam less too it's like for me it's like hard to even compare those these as movies yeah. compared to like just 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 what black adam was i think black adam goes in the in the fucking <laughs> yeah black section adam. of like transformers or something yeah i bet you i bet you those hating accounts really liked black adam it's just how it is yeah but um Jess, any closing thoughts for the show? No, I think we covered it all. I think we covered it all too. Um Avatar Way of Water's coming out. You gonna go watch that? No. Okay, I'm just kidding. I yeah. probably will. James Cameron's like he's he's probably got some weird shit like lined up. You show up. Do you see and... that clip of Matt Damon talking about? Yeah. Matt and Damon's it... like, I passed up on Avatar. And James Cameron was offering me 10%. That would have been $200 million. He's like, no other actors passed up more money than I have. (laughs) Sam Worthington um, is so happy about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, when's the last time you heard of Sam Worthington? Remember, they they were trying to force Sam Worthington down our throats uh, in the late 2000s with all those Clash of the Titans movies I had came out. I enjoyed those. We were in high school. And the Terminator movie, and it was like... Terminator, Man on a Ledge. Yeah. You can fuck all the way off with Sam Worthington. That's what we said. (laughs) (laughs) We said you can take Sam Worthington and fuck all the way off. I saw a trailer for Tulsa King. That's how you tell you. You're either made for this shit or you're not. Fucking Rocky came out in the 80s. And... 70 something year old fucking Sylvester Stallone is still kicking ass. I saw the trailer for Tulsa King and then I watched like half of an episode at work today. Um, good. You like those fucking Twitter employees? (laughs) I walked into work. (laughs) It's a good fucking show, bro. Like, how is Sylvester Stallone still fucking. Killing it, and Sam Worthington's just you know an avatar. Yeah, that's oh, the biggest movie ever. Okay. It is, but come on, like he wanted Matt Damon. He didn't really want Sam Worthington. Let's just be honest, you know. But all I'm saying is, they try to. You can't shove somebody down your throat. You try. You yeah. guys tried this with Jesse Eisenberg. You guys, they tried, tried it with uh, Jai Courtney too. Remember yeah, Jai yeah. Courtney? They were fuck trying to do Jai that. Jai Courtney, nobody give a fuck about Jai Courtney, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they did that with that one? I think Taylor Kitsch, the guy that was in a Battleship. They they tried it with him too. They had John Carter. Uh, he had Battleship. Yeah. Again, when you try to force somebody, it's like the no, audience will no, be like, "It's nah. got to be natural, bro." Yeah. It's got to be natural. All right. That's going to do it for this show. Uh, you know, we'll have another show in a couple weeks or so. Uh, stay tuned. Um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. And uh, until next time, this is Justin Guggen signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>